Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to the Vitology Podcast, a product of Emmanuel Faith, and I have a brand new guest. I'm, I'm heard he's a longtime listener, first time caller. Yes. First no, time first time guest. Maybe first time listener. My <laughs> there you go. There you go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is Larry Boatwright, our Everybody. executive pastor here at Emmanuel Faith, and uh, and I mean, man of many many talents. Uh, just got done preaching a a quite a good sermon, fabulous sermon, um, very well done. Um, on you know a, when you download them off the internet, yeah. you never know if it's going to be hit or miss whether people like it or not. But I, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's what we do. We download sermons. No, um, it's not true. Th there are people who do that. They're, they make a they make quite a business doing that, though, right? I oh, mean, yeah. there there are and there are there are churches who I'm sure um, pastors who need that, and it's quite helpful for them, but. I've never been able to do that. The credit. That's the issue. That's a like, good there's, point. There's pastors who got busted because they downloaded, you know, Tim Keller's sermons or whoever sermons it might be and preached them as if they were their own without at least saying, I read this great book by author XYZ. And so I want to be talking with some concepts from that. So yes. If you are going to do it. It's totally fine. Yes. Give credit where credit is. Just give credit. Hey, I'm going to ask you to come a little closer to this mic here because yeah. uh, uh, these don't pick us up. But, but Connie picked you up. Um, our... Um, this is our Connie uh, from the internet. Connie from the internet. Now, um, <laughs> Connie from the internet. Have if you've been a part of this podcast, especially if you've been joining us on Facebook or YouTube, you have uh, seen a comment by Connie Rich. Now, Connie Rich says, "Hi, brother Josh. Hi, son." Because Connie from the internet is the is the the mother in law. Yeah, I'm, I'm married to her daughter. That's right. Yeah. So, um, this it's is so funny. huge. Uh, she's been such a supporter of this. This church and as we were praying about coming here she she started checking it out also because ryan and i had worked together yes. in colorado and yes. we loved coming to emmanuel faith she kind of followed him as many people did and and uh so it's so funny because we got here and several people were like oh connie from the internet that's your mother-in-law <laughs> because she comments and is faithful in that so that's right that was me i was one You're of those awesome, mom and i was I, I was just very glad that that meant that we get to keep connie I mean, I, right. you know, I thought it was okay that you came. Like, yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was like, wow, Connie from the internet is so coming here. Um, and so Mark Bennett is saying hi, hello, Mark. And hey, Mark. you know, as uh, as always, we we're so this is this is live on Facebook. It's live on YouTube. Mm. You can join in on the conversation. That's we great. absolutely love it when you ask us questions. And this is an opportunity to ask Pastor Larry anything you want. You can ask anything you want. Now, I, I can't promise you that he will answer any question that you give him. Okay. I mean, I can't promise that. I haven't made that deal with him yet. Um, but uh, but you can at least ask, right? And we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And uh, and but of course, if you've found us and you are listening to the podcast feed, which is found where all where all good podcasts are found, um, then uh you can't interact, but you can always ask questions. Yeah. And uh, questions at ESCC.org will uh, be, be one option. You can email us. You can write us on Facebook. You can you can find any ways to do that. And uh, and so we're we're coming in today, though, without any of your listener questions. Often we have something to at least start us off. And so I want to give a little guilt trip to begin with. Um, <laughs> you, audience, uh, need to ask more questions. That's yeah, about that always helps just really build rapport. Just <laughs> start out with shaming right up front. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's, you know, they see a lot of that here yeah, uh, on this yeah. podcast. No, we don't, we don't shame much, oh, 
but I'm I'm ready to. Okay. All right. Well. Um. But uh. But like like always, we we typically dive in to the sermon. Last week, Ryan preached a sermon and then left. Yeah. And so I thought, you know, I could go and talk about his sermon, but I just decided that's not the best idea. So uh, we skipped a week last week. It's summertime. But we're back. We're back. We're back. I think Ryan will join us next week. We hope so. He's going to be in town, so I hear. But we'll be at a different time next week uh, because it is First Wednesday, first prayer, Wednesday prayer, the place uh, where you need to be. I'm going to be there. meeting of the month. That's right. And I uh, hope to see you there. That's next Wednesday. So, um but here we are, um, summer series called Road Trip Playlists. Yeah. And uh, now this has been a this has been a fun series because we've been going through the Ascent Psalms, mm. which were were a, I mean like a group of psalms that were thrown together to uh, to accompany people on road trips. Yeah. <laughs> on, on very very specific road trips. A dirt road. A dirt road. Yeah. Um, and it, these were not, you know, like our, our icon is a, is a, is a tape deck, which is, you know, it's a tape player, which points back to something older. Right. But this is even more retro than that. Right. Yeah. yeah they, they were not driving a VW bus. Right? <laughs> no, they were not. 69 bus. That was not what they were in. They were walking. I know. With sticks, with people, all that sort of stuff. Right? I know, I know. It, it actually now this doesn't relate to the message necessarily. I mean, it it sort of does. But did you give any thought to what song or what um like a, a song that would that would kind of go with your message this week? Uh, I did not. You didn't. Okay. You know, I had one for the week before, but Ryan preached that sermon, <sighs> so I listened to that it. one and tried to add one, but it okay. didn't work. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. This one is, uh, I'm sure if there's a, a song about tension, <laughs> yeah. vanity. Yes, exactly. Uh, you know. Oh, man. Something, something you know, maybe by uh, Bjork probably would, <laughs> would, would, <laughs> that would probably be excellent. Yes. fit right into this. Yes. Know. So, yeah, no no song in mind. But I'm open to it. If you guys have a, a great theme song for this psalm, I'd love to hear that. I know. Okay. <laughs> well, I just tried to take a sip of my yeah. LaCroix and I spilled it, it all over myself. You got it on yourself. Yes. I, Normally I'm the one doing that. So no, no, that's me. Okay. Well, um, uh, so here we've got, um, um, Mark is saying he thought this was a, uh, that your sermon was a, an amazing, very understandable. Mm. That's, a, that's actually, that's a huge compliment oh, about wow. a sermon. Yeah, that really is Mark. Thanks, Mark. That, that's, that, that means the world. To, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I just want to say I did not pay him to say that, <laughs> but I appreciate that. I, I think that's one of the, any communicator, one of the things you kind of wrestle with is like, well, I could exegete the text. I could parse the Hebrew. Yes. I could, you know, bring in all these sort of things. But at the end of the day, is it something someone can grasp and actually do something with? Yes. And that, that's the most exciting is not when you feel like, wow, I really hit it out of the park. But when someone says, hey, I got it. Yeah, it did absolutely. Something for me. Absolutely. And and these these Psalms in particular and teaching them the way that we are um, uh, is is a unique challenge. Yeah. This, as you mentioned early in the in the, the your, your message uh, this week that you, you first read this and you thought, oh, great. I got the short straw. Right. So it feels like every time I get assigned the worst possible passage and I've got to do something yes. with it. I mean, yeah. I, I once 
did a I got assigned. We were uh, doing a, a series based on the lectionary at the time for Advent, and I think it's I can't remember if it's in year A or what year it is, but it's the one that's the DC Talk had the famous song, which we'd all been ready. Or two men uh -huh. walking up a hill, one disappears, one less standing still. Oh yes, I wish we'd all been ready. And I I got the text and I opened up my Bible and I looked at it and I went, oh man, I don't I don't want to have to do this particular one because there's so many different interpretations right? oh, yeah. to go this yeah. way or this way so i i wrestled with it and so i got up and i started and i said hey uh i have two master's degrees in theology mm -hmm. i gave all these options for what what people believe and i said here's what i know after two master's degrees and a student loan payment to prove it <laughs> uh and i just put up a slide that said something will happen <laughs> i can tell you what it is you can choose this what that's gonna be but sometimes the text is just yeah really tough and, oh, I, yeah. and i can understand why you know people planning series skip skip the hard ones sometimes yes go to something else because it's just not as oh yes easy, you know? absolutely absolutely there there are passages that uh that we just don't know what to do with aren't there i mean mm. there's there's quite a few um i'm you know oh there's psalms that I wouldn't I I wouldn't want to preach. There's psalms that, um, so I mean, especially psalms. They're 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 like prayers, yeah, right. And they've been crafted prayers even, yeah. And there's some I just don't see Jesus. You get into teaching, some pregatory. Oh my goodness, stuff, and you go, huh? You're gonna get that tattooed on. Your yep, yep, yep. That's <laughs> right. I I see. I'm we're skipping Psalm 128 this coming week. I'm preaching Psalm 129, mm. and it is an imprecatory psalm, meaning yes. that it's a curse. That this is like calling down curses on their enemies. Yeah, these are interesting to preach, and so yeah. I, you know we won't go there. We'll talk about that next time. But yeah, and we don't have the luxury of just going. Well, I don't like that one, so let's go to the next. Exactly. One. I yeah. know, but I think that's important to note that as we follow Jesus, that you know the scriptures. Are a testament to him but it's oh it's actually really good to wrestle with the text and to go i don't think i like this one yeah i think that's okay yeah you know i mean we see in john eleven thirty five where jesus is standing by the tomb of lazarus yes and every kid's favorite memory verse because it only has two words yes, yes. Right? Jesus, wept, <laughs> jesus wept yeah right but it showed him wrestling with or just with the pain yes of losing someone and that's just normal to go wow this is hard or, yes. this is confusing or I don't get it. Absolutely. I think some Absolutely. Christians feel like, well, I got to, I have it all figured out. That means I'm like Jesus. Well, that's just not true. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and just so you, everyone knows too, we just talked about how it's good not to skip. And I just said, we're skipping Psalm 128. I mean, some of that is just our calendar. We can't, we can't do it all. And Psalm 128, we thought was similar mm -hmm. enough to, to 127. And so we thought uh, we're going to be hitting the same things. So we had to make a few hard choices. Yeah, we to had cut 15 Psalms in only 11 weeks or something. Yes, like that, but 10 weeks. the good news is we didn't cut the hard ones. <laughs> um, because as you can see, this this week's, this week's passage is is a pretty hard one. I feel like the, the one I have for the following week is is also a hard one. Yes. And then and then we just, in writing team, we're always 10 days ahead. We studied the passage that Ryan chose, um, so 130 now. And this one just, like, preaches itself. Of course, <laughs> Ryan, I mean, it's like a beautiful, like, oh, my goodness. It's it's a passage that everyone would want to preach. And so yeah, that leave it to Ryan to go away. You know, to, he's not on vacation right now. He's teaching at a camp. But to come back and preach a good passage, that's, that's yeah. smart of him.
Yeah, very smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These lead pastors, they do lead that. Pastor, yeah, they do right. that all the time. They <laughs> give away the hard passages. No, no, he he enjoys preaching hard passages as well. So, but um, we learned some things about you in this. Mm. We learned. Uh, I know. Uh, we, first, we learned you made bread also, right? I did. Because yeah. uh, it was good. Too. This. Um, I, I what was the kind of surprised of? to be honest. You yeah, know, you, you bread doesn't seem like the. Oh, you just go make bread easily. No. You know, the part of it is I'm a foodie, and so I watch a lot of shows where yeah. they're traveling to other countries, and people are making these beautiful, everything they make is beautiful. Yeah. I'm still working on making my stuff beautiful, but I can make things that taste good. But it's bread like, yeah. was a whole new thing, and so I'm going, there's no way this is going to turn out. And it did. I actually, what I didn't say is I made it, I made it from scratch, yeah. but I baked it on my Traeger. Oh, so, so I heard you can do smoker, that. I mean, I, uh, I treat that like an oven. So you yeah. cook anything that you would cook in an oven, I, I cook it out on trigger. So it was, it was cool that I tried it and it actually worked. That may not happen the next time. So <laughs> don't hold your breath. But at least that time I went, no way did that work. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. I, I, uh, I have not made much bread in my life. And so I'm, I'm impressed by that. And, but it was toil, right? I mean, it was. Yeah. It was. And, and it you got to enjoy it. longer than I thought. Yeah, but I, but I enjoyed the process. Yeah, for sure. We also learned that uh, you like to swim in lagoons. Is that right? <laughs> I don't prefer it. You don't prefer. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not my preference. But you know, when you're kids, you do lots of really stupid stuff. And, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I love that swim story. In a lagoon. So now, but a lagoon, you know, out here, a lagoon means something different. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, a lagoon here is like a, a brine water or something. Yes. Right? Yes. Close to the shore or something no but that's where that's where the leech lines from your <laughs> septic tank go into a body of water i don't oh, know is, is that legal anymore is that what you said uh, that's what ours uh, so we do we live on a farm in the middle of nowhere okay so everything's right. legal <laughs> <laughs> i get right? it i get and it so you you dig a hole and you put your sewage pipe out pipe there right and there ended up inadvertently thinking i was floating my craft that i had built uh in this <laughs> pond that was conveniently located to the house near the house i had no idea that i was swimming in my own sewage. yeah i love i love that you so, i don't recommend it folks no so, but you've heard me say it here do not try that at home <laughs> i love that you mentioned this just briefly but i i just love the image that you said that, okay your dad later told you that was a lagoon wouldn't it have been nice if you had gone to dad before yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's just a great little insight well, why not just go ask him what do you can you help me with this yeah what should I do here? Yeah. It would have saved me a lot of heart, heartbreak, but I think we have a tendency to go in our own way. I think that is exactly, sure. that's, that's one of the things I thought about. Like we have a father who yeah. we can go to right. and, uh, and we can ask such things. And yet we often find ourselves, I mean, I, I know um, you were, I, I loved your, your honesty in that. And even talking about prayer, I related to that at times where mm. I, I'm off doing the thing. Like I can know I've got to do it. And, and oftentimes it's even, you know, it's even like a, you know, something for the church, like right. working on a program or, or even, even worse, writing a message yeah. like to, to preach yeah. and I'm doing it, I'm working on it. And I get halfway through and I think to myself, I should really pray about this. Yeah. And halfway through. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm hours into a message and I think, oh, I should pray about it. Now, that's just that's just terrible. Yeah. We should ask our father about this. Wouldn't it be nice? If Why not? He would tell yeah. You, yeah. Well, you know, one of the anyone that writes a sermon, I to me, I always think about it like you write a draft or maybe two or three, 
But the real work, you do the study up front, and everybody maybe has a different way that they do that. But for at least for me, I'll just speak mm-hmm. for myself. Mm-hmm. I I read the text a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. used to what I would do is I'd read the text and then I start writing down ideas. And I would start writing an outline and doing all this. And before I knew it, I had so much content. I'm like, I don't know what oh, I'm yeah. trying to say. Yeah. Sometimes I still don't know what I'm trying to say, even at the end of the process. <laughs> but one of the things I started doing was just reading it over and over and just thinking about it and just chewing on it and kind of memorizing the flow of the passage and just kind of, you know, chewing on it. Yeah. And getting to yeah. The, getting to the end of that, it, it's it, it's a little more um, devotional, I guess, in nature doing yes. that. Uh, so so I find myself asking the Lord earlier on in that process versus just diving right into academia, you know, which which I could do. But the the thing is, what I've learned is after I do that and I start writing a draft, the real work for me and probably the fun part is the editing where yeah, you yeah, start yeah. with all these ideas and it may even be a fully written out. Mm-hmm. Then you start going, oh, actually, this idea is better here. And this idea is, is better there. That's oh, actually, yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But a lot of stuff ends up on the cutting room floor. Just like when you make a film. Absolutely. You know, there's, that's where all the, you know, extra deleted scenes and stuff. Yep. From. And oh so, yeah. And sometimes that's painful. Oh, like yeah. cutting stuff. Cause there's times when, when I'll, I like, sure it's same I'll, I'll actually craft it out and write it and think because i think man this is really good and and i'll write out paragraphs of of content that yeah. that is supposed to be a part of the sermon and then you look back a little later and you go oh it just it's good it just doesn't fit perfectly or i just don't have the time i don't have the time or it, it's i don't need to oversell that particular point yes different ways so yes you know, yeah. I, I also think there's a time. There's also sometimes that you're writing, and then you look at it and you realize that was actually just for me. Oh, that's good. I needed to go through that in the writing process. That's God really was true. To say something to me, but hmm. it's not for the whole church. That's yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, I do see that. I do see that. Um, that that is uh, that is the and, and and that's one of the beauties of this. I think. I I feel like I feel like the whole thing sometimes is for me. Yeah. You know, like I mean, part of it is just what a privilege it is to mm. be able to do this. Right. You know, um, and at the same time, I think if we didn't feel some of that, then it wouldn't really be for others. You know, like what well, would be it, it might feel a little more sterile. Yes. I mean, I, I've yes. seen people get up and just give the three points in a poem and and you guys out there can tell us maybe that's what you like. But I enjoy it when someone's mm-hmm. just honest and says, this is where I'm at. Yeah, uh, in my life, or here's where I'm at with the text, or here's what I wrestled with. It, it, I want to hear that, and so I try to come at it from that angle myself, so that if it is personal to you as you're writing it, it probably will translate to some, you know, some real feeling to it versus Absolutely. just a clinical experience. Absolutely, through a, a text. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that really, that's that's the part that makes this uh, makes a difference, I think, from from teaching and preaching mm. right now we all do a little bit of teaching while we're preaching right i mean mm. it's it's you know you're explaining things um of course but taking that next step to to make it more personal make it more applicable um craft it a little bit more yeah. that's that's the part i think that's what you're getting at a little bit that yeah that's the fun part it's fun when the text when you when the text lends itself to yes, that, right? That's true. Sometimes you got to mine for it though. You got to go, you, do. you got to look at it and go, this isn't an easy like like you said, the the Psalm 130. Yeah. It kind of preaches itself. It Not does. every passage no, does that. No, it doesn't. And it's at times you're you're taking a passage 
that um uh okay the psalms are a little bit different but but okay most of um, all scripture was not written in chunks like that mm. in easily digestible chunks oh yeah right and and this psalm psalm 127 what we're talking about today uh it it's set aside as a chunk but it definitely seems like it's two separate parts yeah right you mentioned that in the in the beginning that well, I was kind of, I was actually, I was venting to a friend. <laughs> That's where that came from. As I was going, I, I read it. And really, yeah. if you look at it, the first two verses, you know, talking about, you know, if the Lord doesn't build it, then it's in vain. Yes. And then um, it's in vain if you do this without the Lord, basically. And then it turns the corner and it starts talking about in verse three, children yep. being a heritage from the Lord. They're the reward, all this sort of stuff, family, all this kind of stuff. I'm going, what is it? What? Yeah. So, so I was telling my friend, I go, this is really frustrating because I feel like there are two different messages. And a mm -hmm. part of me thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the first two verses and just preach on those and say, hey, I encourage you to read verses three through five. On yeah. Your own. It's great stuff, too. You know, but that felt to me like the easy way out. Yeah. So and I can't bring myself to do that. <laughs> Excuse me. But um, but I was like, it, it feels so disconnected in some ways that it feels like somebody just had a stack of cards with like this idea and this idea. And then they dropped it. Yeah. And picked it back up. And like, isn't that the right order? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, boom. And here it is. But then after I really wrestled with it and it was wrestling, I had to really wrestle with this particular one. I kind of saw that they, they did flow together. Yeah. Especially in light of the fact that Psalm 128, you know, is talking about the family as well and yeah. your wife and those kinds of things. And I could, I actually yeah. could see it coming together, but it, I, I didn't, I didn't see it at first. I, I actually procrastinated writing this one because I didn't want to preach it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in that, in that, in that interesting. <laughs> and, uh, and you could have, you know, you could have done is the thing where you're like, oh, I just got so much, so much content. I couldn't get to it. You know, that would have been, a, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> write that down. That's, <laughs> a, that's a great technique. Right? You know, I wanted to preach the hardest part oh, of this I know. Passing, but I had so much, I just <laughs> ran out of time. Yeah. These are all, yeah, these are all things you've probably heard a preacher do before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm really glad that you, you tied this together. Um, and uh, because I, I, I think. I, I assume, let me say, I mean, I assume that was the purpose. This wasn't just an accidental combination of two pieces, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. That there's, there is something going on here. Um, and I, and I really think you brought that out. Um, and uh, th these, these ideas come together. Um, well, and just real quick on that, you know, I, I, I do like being intellectually honest and academically mm -hmm. honest and saying, there's several scholars that do believe these are, you know, two different things. They're, they're fragmented. Um, and that somebody curated them. But the, the way I look at it is it's still the words of the Lord mm -hmm. either way, mm -hmm. like it's God's word for us. And so whether I, you know, agree that it is in this order or not, it still has purpose, you know, for me, it's useful in teaching and preaching and rebuking and, you know, yes. all those things. And so to me, there's riches in it. If, if we are willing to do the work to look for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so I, you kind of went with the, the Lord's work. Mm. as the kind of uh thing that brings it all together yeah. right and uh and whether that's working you know um the lord's work uh that we do um you know in a job or the lord's work in our in our home mm -hmm. right that's kind of i think that's a neat way of of thinking about our vocation because yeah. i think we often assume that just our 
just the stuff that we go away from our our home, you know, to uh, when we used to go away to homes. For those of you who, you know, you may be working at home, yeah. but you know, you know <laughs> what I mean. Um, the 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 stuff we do for money, we'll say it that way, right? That our job is yeah. our only vocation. Yeah, and that that gets real confusing, um, especially around like what's the Lord's work? Because is that my job? Yeah. You know, for us, we get the privilege of having both combined, right? Yeah. But well, not everybody gets that. And I think it's, uh, to me, vocation is partnering with God in his work. Yes. So I have to do that in my career. I happen to be a professional Christian. <laughs> I hate that sometimes. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know, but it's, uh, but our our work is for the Lord. I mean, I, I brought that passage yeah. in Colossians out. Yep. Do, do things unto the Lord. And, you know, the, the, the reality is, Vocation, I think, is just being on a mission for God, partnering mm -hmm. with God in God's work mm -hmm. versus I go to my job, I crank out 45 hours, then I go home and I watch you know, Sports Center for six hours. And if you do that, that's fine. But I think the idea that I was trying to convey in this was uh, to to reor this idea of reorienting our lives is so easy to compartmentalize, like mm -hmm. you said. Mm -hmm. it's, it's it's work is this, and then home is this. When in reality, vocation is just on mission with God. So, what if we were to reorient our yeah. lives, yeah, in a way that's figuring out what He's the common thread in all things? How do I partner with Him in the direction that He's already going versus kicking against the goads and trying to go my own way? Absolutely. Oh, and I love that. But and I, and I love it. <sighs> I mean, I love that in general, but I think I love it I, I, even more specifically in relation to our family. Yeah. You know, that that I think, unfortunately, we, uh, we don't talk about enough mm. um, the idea that that our family and uh, raising up our children, uh, building a home, right, is right. is a part of God's vocation for us. Yeah. And, and oddly, the thing is, that's probably the biggest part of our vocation, Right. right. And yet we we kind of minimize that, and we think of all the other things that we're doing outside of the home. And so I love how that came together in this passage. Well, that was hard for me because you know, to be honest, you know, I, I talked about how I didn't want to preach it because it felt like <laughs> yeah. two different parts, and that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. But the other part of it is I'm not always a perfect parent. Mm. I'm not always a great dad. I'm human. You know, I've, I've had to tell my kids throughout the years, like, Dad, you're a pastor. You shouldn't say that, or you shouldn't do that. I'm like, I'm also human. Yeah, And I'm still trying to find my way and I'm still being formed over time. Um, so I'm not always going to get it right. And I, you know, I started reading this and it talked about, you know, children are heritage from the Lord and um, like arrows and all this sort of stuff. And it made me really start going, you know, number one, I don't have, uh, you know, 16 children. Um, yeah. You know, I have two. I'm very proud of both of them. Yeah. Love them. Um, but I'm not always the perfect dad. Yeah. So like, have I actually invited God into hmm. my parenting? So part of me went, oh, this is the worst possible one for me to preach because I think I'm, I'm self-conscious about this. And it's kind of like, you know, you hear the Proverbs 31 woman heralded. Oh, this yeah, is yeah, this totally. is the godly woman. But I wonder how many women hear that and they read it and go, I'm just not there yet. And then, you know, yeah. shame kicks up. Yes. And that's what I was, I was flirting huh. with that. And that's another reason I think I procrastinated because I had to get to the bottom of like, Lord, why do you want me to teach this particular hmm. passage when I don't feel confident as a dad sometimes? And I know everybody does, but I know as a pastor, you're held to a standard totally. and, and we all put pressure on ourselves to be mm -hmm. amazing, right? Mm -hmm. And when we don't get it right, then we're expected to talk about how wonderful, you know, you know, family is and the implication that, you know, you partner with the Lord to build this 
amazing thing. And sometimes you go, I don't know if I did that. Right? It's why I've got friends who say, you know, I put, uh, I started saving for my children's therapy the day they were born. Yeah. You know, like some people have a college fund, others Seriously. have a therapy fund. So I like, I might've really messed that up. I'm really sorry yeah. if I did. I, I did my best at the time, but here's your therapy money. So that in your twenties, <laughs> you can go work with a psychiatrist uh, and, and do some work around. So yeah. It's intimidating. Support the local economy. Yeah. You know? Oh man. Yeah. When you approach certain scriptures and they go, yeah. I, I want to invite people into this children or heritage from the Lord and having all of these, but there are people who don't even have kids. And yes. they can't have kids. So yes. when they read that, or or I've got a lot of friends who are single, and when they read this and they go, well, I, I guess it's not for me. Mm -hmm. I guess I can't live up to mm -hmm. sort of God's, it, it's vanity, my life's vanity. And so those are the sort of things that I wrestle with when I approach this, my own feelings about it, as well as those in my own community, my inner circle that I go, mm -hmm. how, how might this impact them? Yeah. Uh, so I think that's, this, that's, that's the pastor coming out right i mean this is where this is where some things that you know if i've gotten to know you over the last how many months how, many, how long have you been here 10 or 11. it's been that okay 10 I don't know. that many months somewhere now. How, <laughs> as i've gotten to know you that's one of the things that i love um 10 months tomorrow 10 months tomorrow wow okay um man time it seems like it flies sometimes yeah. and then sometimes it seems like it's you know that's crazy <laughs> but what i love is that uh you've got a you've got a, a, a pretty impressive administrative side um in gifting but that very comment we, you just said um caring deeply about the people um there's a there's a huge pastoral side and so um that sometimes uh, sometimes <laughs> unless i'm real tired then, <laughs> then it goes out the window <laughs> Yeah, that that uh, I think yeah, that happens I mean, to all. I do, you know, one thing we've been talking about as a team is this 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 passage of Psalm seventy eight seventy two, and it says, uh, "David shepherded them with integrity of heart, with mm. skilled skilled hands. He led them." Yeah, and we use that with our senior leadership team to sort of go, "This is what leadership looks like." That you are tired sometimes, or you don't, you know, you don't get down and smell like sheep. Uh, mm -hmm. and that's a problem mm -hmm. you've got to make sure you keep that shepherd hat on and i don't always nail that that's for sure if i get tired i go oh why can't people just you know think this mm -hmm. way or think the way i do about this or whatever it might be uh i think that's god's called to us as part mm -hmm. of building that house is, is is to try to lead with that shepherd entire yeah time. oh i love that i really like that in and fact skilled hands like we we learn skills and we try to do things well and with a good with guarding our heart and integrity of heart, mm -hmm. I think those three mm -hmm. work together in a powerful way. And I think when I know you too, we approach the text, we're thinking about that. Yeah, it's not absolutely. just can I get this over with or can I do my three points in a poem, but like how do I approach this in a way that is true to the text and also is an investment into our community to shepherd them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the best that we can. And we don't always get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. No, I, I, but you I do think don't always get it right. <laughs> I, mean, I always got it right, but yeah, sure. Sure. Now, let me tell you about <laughs> you. Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> this is man. really a time to talk about. My wife you know, has a list of all the things. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. Yes. They, they keep us, uh, they keep us honest. Yeah. Uh, I, they keep us humble for sure. But, but I also love that, that, uh, you were aware of that. And, uh, and I think it seems like it was pretty intentional that you, you told some stories about, mm. about yourself, that your own even failings in this to that, to, to humanize this, yeah. which I think is, is so great. We need to hear that. We need to see, um, that, uh, 
and I, you know, Ryan does this. I mean, I hope I do this right. We, yeah, this is do. where we're, we're trying to make this so that, you know, it's not like you're looking at us as the, the perfect example. Yeah, we don't want to be, we don't want to be the perfect example. That's, that's for, for sure. Um, we want to take the insights and, and, and show you who the perfect example is. Right. right? And, uh, and that's where, um, that's what I think it was, it was neat to see as you, you struggled at times mm. through figuring out what that work is that God's mm. called you to. Right. And you talked about music some. Mm -hmm. So now um, that was another thing we, we learned about you. I mean, some of some at home probably uh, learned that, that you were, you were quite a musician. Yeah, in the olden days. In the olden days. Yeah, way, way back yonder. I, yeah. I want to, you, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned a few albums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, if, those are, those are tightly but, packed away. Are they? Deep in the way. It's kind of like uh, Chris Tomlin. You guys probably know Chris Tomlin wrote How Great Is Our God and a Bazillion Others. I believe his first worship record, I used to have it. I, I'm sure it's probably in storage, was a country worship album. Is that right? Yeah. And on the, no on the cover, he was like a cowboy hat you know, belt buckle. He's from West Texas. So well, yeah. it was his, it was his roots. And, wow. Uh, I've always joked about how I'm sure he scrubbed that from the internet and <laughs> probably had henchmen out getting rid of all copies. Of yes. That. Yeah. I definitely did, did recording and did music and it was a, a real great adventure and I still really love it. I just don't, I don't do it very much yeah, uh, yeah. anymore, but I, yeah. I did talk about how I think, I, I think because my self-esteem was low, mm -hmm. And because I had a lot of natural musical ability, it was it, it was like there are only two things in childhood mm -hmm. that I could say I really was good at. Nothing else that I'd point to, but one of those was I was a really good uh, shot put and discus thrower. Uh, there you go. And I was a really good musician. Everything else, average, right? Wow. Uh, but I didn't even know those. So like all my early childhood, I just was sort of the hiding kid. I didn't want anybody to know that mm -hmm. it was me or just quiet. Kept to myself. Mm -hmm you know, started throwing shot and disc, did a really good job, sort of winning medals. And it was like a shock to me, to everybody, probably. Same thing with music. I didn't know that I had a, a talent there. And so yeah. it, it was, huh. you know, it, it was the kind of the glimmer that spoke hmm. against the, the very self um, deprecating yeah, humor wow. that I had and all those sorts of things. And so in my early twenties, hmm. I had this opportunity to travel and lead worship a lot of really cool environments. Um, and and I started with good intentions, but it sure. felt good to have people want to talk to you and go, oh, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. or, it changed my life. Mm -hmm. or, I love that song. Or I, you know, insert accolade here. Um, and I, I agree with it because I look back and I realize mm. I really, it was doing something unhealthy in me, even though mm. I, I started with healthy intentions. Mm. So I have experienced that making it go my own way yeah. for my own purpose when in the years since I've done therapy, I've done work around mm -hmm. that. Um, I don't have a need to be up front all the time. I, I like being behind the scenes and mm -hmm. I kind of like being in front when God asked me to, but, mm -hmm. uh, but it's hard to look back and go hmm. this situation and this situation and this situation, I kind of did it on my own power. And mm -hmm. what would have happened if I did it under the power of the Lord for his glory you know, yeah. On my own. So that that's why I brought it up, not to say, hey, I made records, no, and no, 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 wrote songs and did those things. It was more to say, in our own strength, hmm. we can actually accomplish a lot. Yeah, I mean, God has wired us as fascinating humans with 
all these skills and mm. we, we can if we're if god's wired us and gifted us to be musical we can go far on our own power if he's wired us to be mm. a great communicator we can go far on our own power i think it's why mm. you see nationally known church leaders who take a nosedive yeah. because they're doing so much on their own power they start That's to believe their own point. sort of like infallibility instead mm -hmm. of being humble and mm -hmm. going I'm, I'm keeping jesus the main thing mm -hmm. and, and it's 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 something i think all of us should keep in mind am yeah. i drifting over to try to do it on my own or am i partnering with god that's why i think if when i use the word reorient that's kind of what i've done i don't i'm not a producer i don't do yeah i don't lead worship very often you know that kind of stuff i've reoriented my life in a different direction and i i still have to fight it because i like to work yeah you know i work a lot um but i I'm doing my best. I'm not always nailing this, but I'm trying to reorient my life around mm. the mission of God versus the mission of Larry and hope God will bless it. Again, yes. See, I get it wrong a yeah. great majority of the time, but I realize the pain of what doing it the wrong way does. And, Absolutely. And, and so I'm, I'm at least trying to be mindful more often yeah. than I did when I was 20. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Because, you know, I mean, everybody works hard, right? Mm. I mean, everybody that's successful at anything um, you know, they're, they're hardworking. We, we run into people all the time, uh, who are working, you know, they're working 60 hours also. Yeah. And then they're often coming and volunteering at church. And, and yeah. I think like, oh my I goodness. I admire that so much. I know. I, it's I amazing. I myself sometimes whenever we have a, like a late night and I go, oh, I've been here all day and totally. this long meeting. Can we just go home? And then I go, well, the, this other person that's right next yes. to me, they work a nine, 10 hour a day someplace. And then yes. they're here doing it. So why should I have the treatment to go? Well, I should get to go home early. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, people work hard. People sure. work hard now. And, and I think, and, and those people that are, you know, working their jobs, I mean, they, they may be exactly where God wants them to be. Mm. You know, they may be listening to God the entire time. And, uh, and I mean, my guess is the fact that, uh, you know, I'm thinking of some of our elders who are doing that or, you know, yeah. those late night meetings at yeah. 10, 11 o'clock at night. Right. They're just as tired, if not more so than yeah. we are. And uh, and I think that they're they're following God's plan and working hard. And yet I think what I mean, what you're saying is there, there are times and we can work hard. We can even we can even be semi successful yeah. depending on in the world sure. sense. Right. Mm -hmm. If we work really hard. Um, at, at, at almost anything yeah. like, I mean, that's, that's one of the, and actually, I think that's, that's to God's glory in some sense that, that people, um, God made people so amazing that they can do some pretty amazing things. I mean, I look at the Olympics, right? These athletes are ridiculous. The, the amount of work that they put into that. And, and I, I'm sure some of them are in a sense following God's call in that, right? Sure. Yeah. But some of them, it's their own glory thereafter. Yeah. Right. Right. And that there's a difference. That's the reorientation. And it was interesting, though, that that reorientation in your life, for instance, mm. um, God could have like just tweaked it a little bit to say, now worship music, like music worship is, is going to be where I want you to go yeah. in this. But you sense something different, right? Or or doors got closed or how doors did that close. work? Uh, yeah. 9 11 happened and yeah. it took me a totally different path. And I'm grateful for it. I mean, I look, look back, look back at that. I sort of stumbled into, Mm -hmm. all the different things that I've done. But one thing I want to bring up yeah, is that, yeah. you know, in Genesis 1, talking about the, the cutting room mm -hmm. floor, you know, yeah, Genesis yeah. 1, if you go all the way back to the beginning, one of the things that got cut that I didn't have time to get to in the actual talk um, is this idea of, you know, looking at 
creation, Genesis one, God creates everything mm-hmm. on the seventh day he rested. And yeah. it's not like he rested forever you know? mm-hmm. uh, or he ceased to do any sort of anything. God's always working and moving at work. But um, what's really interesting to me about that is, you know, I, I think some people make the mistake. The, the problem with starting the gospel narrative in Genesis three, mm. which is the fall, is that we miss yeah. out on some really amazing things that happen in Genesis one and two, which is right. the original blessing that God did. Yep. God did it, and it was it was good. It was good, yeah. right. But the other thing is, I think a lot of people think that work is because of the fall. Like if Adam yeah. and Eve, and I know this, I can remember working at Hardee's totally. or something as a kid going, oh, Adam and Eve, if you hadn't yeah. eaten an apple, I wouldn't have to be doing this right now, you know? But in reality, <laughs> if you go to Genesis uh, 1, I think it's verse um, 28. And yeah. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of yeah. the sea and over the hand, uh, the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And, and God tells him, I give you seeds and yeah, all this. Sort of exactly. Stuff. Like work was a part of the yeah. original design. For sure. They were to tend to the garden. Right? Yeah. So it's not like work uh, that that eternity with Jesus is the reward. The reward of with eternity mm-hmm. with Jesus is I don't have to work anymore. Like God mm-hmm. is, work is a part of God's plan. Mm. So if we know that, then we can work as a part of our plan. And, and God is so loving mm-hmm. that he allows us to do our own thing. Yes. But what happens when we look back 30 years down the road and we go, oh my gosh, I was doing it all for me. Huh. And I missed out on some of the blessings. I mean, opposite of like vain, emptiness, nothing is hmm. like abundance, right? And the blessings of God. I'm not hmm. talking about financial, but like, what if we realized we miss, missed out on the blessing of partnering with oh. God in the stream of what he's doing in the world, which is so beautiful. I mean, there's a lot of darkness. But I, I also think God's up to so many really good things. That's actually what gets me excited. That is... To your point a minute ago, you were talking about some people could be very successful on their own. So if you sit down with someone who's got a lot of money and they've got a good investment portfolio and they have a beautiful family and yeah. all these sorts of things, it's hard to hard to convince them. We, we sometimes start with trying to convince them how depraved they are, right? Yeah. That's the yeah. go to the park and, you know, if you were to die yes. tonight, if you broke these sins you're gonna yeah. burn in hell for yeah. all eternity but to me a far more compelling narrative which is scripturally accurate is the idea of the restoration the renewal mm. of all things shalom that mm. jesus was doing and i go that's compelling to me yeah to to reorient around that narrative yes. versus just cover my eternal self yes which is important but going what is god already doing ah and i, and I love god that. would use all these gifts to somehow propel that forward so that others could know the goodness of god and experience his goodness absolutely to be a part of something bigger than ourselves yeah that you can be a part of god's mission on the on earth right mm. like you're saying i mean this is that's that's huge that's something that we can get you know get on board with instead of building your own kingdom yeah. you know because you can't and what i try to say is you can god will let you uh, yeah that's right uh, I don't think that's his best for you. No, I don't think it's what he calls us to, but he's loving enough to say, look, if you want to go your own way. But, you know, one of the cutting room floor things was my grandpa growing up was my hero. Mm-hmm. I loved him. Amazing. Mm-hmm. He was my dad's dad. My dad got killed in a car five days before uh, I was born. That's right. And my grandpa sort of was this hero, uh, this like iconic kind wow. of person. And he was creative and great painter and owned a sign company, did all these sorts mm. of things. And I get to see him a few times a year. And when he was 54, he went on a trip for the weekend and he came home and he was sitting down with his dad who would have been, I don't know, 75 or something mm-hmm. at the time. And he just said, you know, he, he, he like me, worked a lot. He loved mm-hmm. to work mm-hmm. um, and he was good at it. He mm-hmm. was really good at what he did. But he 
you know, took care of his family and all mm-hmm. these sorts of things. But he had this conversation with his dad on a Monday morning, just saying, you know, I've, I've worked to provide for my family, but I mm-hmm. really want to sort of repurpose and spend more time with my family and mm-hmm. really invest more there. You know, they, they don't need just financial provision and yeah. those things. I, I just want to slow my pace down and really pour into them. And two hours later, he was at a, uh, an event and he collapsed and eight, eight days later he was dead. Oh my goodness. And it's haunted me since the age wow. of 10. My, my, you know, my, I think great grandparents, oh. whoever was telling me that story, I, you know, at 10, you don't really get it. But when you're 44, yeah. you go, Oh, I don't want to be that. Um, and oh. he, it's not like he did anything wrong. He was a great dad and great grandpa and all those kinds of things. But like, I don't want to wait until I'm 54 to go, hmm. Lord, orient me around the right hmm. things. And I don't get it right a majority of the time, but I'm just, I, I don't want history to repeat itself in me. And I'm, I'm trying to fight for that to go. I, I have to reorient mm-hmm. my thinking, but I, oh my I but I, wow, often, I often just suck wind, hmm. but that's my heart's desire is to do, do better, do different and to partner with God in the right kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That brings up so many, oh, so many <laughs> tough. I mean, that, that is, I mean, that's powerful. And, and yet, I mean, here's a, one of the things I, I think of when, you know, I've heard there's stories similar to that um, that are out there for, you know, for instance, the, uh, um, uh, her, her story once about a couple who raised all the support to go overseas, mm. um, were on the road, driving to the airport, going overseas, got hit by a car, mm. died. Here they are like prepared to go on mission. And they die in the process of getting there. Mm. Didn't get a chance to share. Like, but your grandfather, um, part of me says, I'm just, I'm glad he was in that headspace right there. He he yeah. he chose to do the right thing. He chose to 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 make a change. It was it wasn't long after. I mean, he didn't get to live in that yeah. for as long as he would want to. He was to, aware. But he was aware. Yeah. He was clearly in the place that that. God wanted him, you know, and there's no better place for us. That's the, that's the thing that I've got to hold on to that couple that, that died on the way to the airport to go overseas. They were where God wanted them to be. And that's, that's, I think that's the whole point. It, that is. I think it's for God's glory, but I, I think when we talk about God's sovereignty and God's glory, mm. we sometimes can do it in a self-deprecating way in the sense mm. that it, it's like, we're so worthless. We're so, yeah. you know, a pile of filthy rags that God couldn't possibly use us. But that, the, it's a fascinating thing to me in reading this and then looking at mm. the scriptures that talk about God building his house and Jesus talking about building his church, right? Yeah. Um, it, he wasn't talking about a physical building, but the, the metaphor is stones, living stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are living yeah. stones. Yeah. And that, you know, actually, musically, uh, late in the week last week, I got this idea in my head. Um, and I pulled out my guitar. I was just, and yeah. I, I wrote a chorus um, that hopefully no one else will ever hear. You know, <laughs> but but this idea of build your, I want to basically, I want to partner with you to build your kingdom stone by stone, wow. to build your kingdom stone by stone. And I got so excited because I was like, huh. what if huh. people really would realize they are one of the building blocks to Jesus doing what He said He would do? Yeah, and oh. that we actually do have worth and significance, not on our own, not because mm. we're awesome. But God did uniquely hmm. fashion us mm-hmm. to partner with him in work that he's already doing. And that combination coming together, hmm. it, it's powerful. Oh, yeah. 
That's really good. And I, I, I think that fits right in here. I think that, you know, the imagery here, like, you know, is the, is the arrow, right. Yeah. Uh, that, that, you know, whether it be our, I, I think about it this way, whether it be our own physical, you know, biological children or our, our spiritual children. Yeah. Um, I mean, either way, I think God wants us to, to invest in people spiritually so that they are spiritual children, but either way they, uh, there's a point at which we've got to let them go, right? So just like the the stone is has a place at a, as a in a building, but so an arrow, an arrow is supposed to go out and do something here, right? And 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 to protect or provide whatever that is, and and yet this is I think of kids this way, right? Yeah. Like like my kids, I'm gonna have to let go mm-hmm. and let them fly on their own at some point, yeah. and I hope they'd stay in the same direction. Right. I hope that they whatever that is, that they continue that. Yeah. And I, I also think that the, the hidden riches here is the realization that it's not all on us. Yeah. We beat ourselves up and go, I didn't do well. But, you know, when, when uh, you conceive a child, the Lord's doing work in every, you know, reproduction of a cell, mm-hmm. every reproduction of a cell. Mm. It's the work that he designed and is doing. Mm not me. I'm not over there. I wasn't, you know, when Annette was pregnant, I wasn't tapping her belly going, I command you to multiply. You know, I wasn't doing it. I, I no, didn't do man, anything. Yeah. Right? I was we, gone half the time. We felt I was useless. That, you know? so, uh, but miraculously, the Lord stitched together these kids in yeah. her belly. Yeah. It, it, it's special to think that, you know, I, I have this saying that I've said for years and it's really stupid, but I started saying this to Ryan Paulson a few years ago. Um, Right before he went on stage, I yeah. said, hey, don't screw this up. Yeah. It all depends on you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's sort of my way of saying, don't take yourself too seriously. It's not all on you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I, I really appreciate that kind of reminder. And somebody told me Sunday as yeah. I was getting yeah. ready to go, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. don't screw this up. Yeah. It all depends on you. And I laughed because I went, yeah, it's not. I could labor and try to craft the perfect sermon. Yeah. I could try to raise the perfect kids. But God has a responsibility totally. because it's his creation. It's his yeah. will. It's his his plan. And so we have to, you're right, let go at some point and go, God, you're going to guide this yeah. where it needs to go and I can't control it all. Yeah. And that helps the the shame of, well, I didn't nail it 100%. Yes. I think that's a great, and and it's kind of our goal to, I mean, we're trying to aim, right? Mm. We're trying to aim and and uh, and I think sometimes, oh man, um, <laughs> I want to say sometimes God helps broaden the target over <laughs> right you know <laughs> um, in a right. sense right that god that god helps guide the arrow maybe right, right, maybe yeah. that's a better we'll way right he, <laughs> um that that we're doing our best to send off what we have right like like your study of this mm. like in in that that i mean to me that feels like a sermon right kind of like giving birth to something right like mm-hmm. letting go of something and uh and every time i do it i'm like man i hope i'm getting this right yeah. Like there's so many ways like, ah, uh, is this the right, is this Never the right way to put it? And is this going to be catchy? You know, I mean, you want it to, it's one thing to be accurate, but then to be memorable mm. and to, to actually inspire people to do something, right? That's really yeah. what it's about. And, and, you know, and sometimes they just fall flat and I get it. But when we let it go and when we trust God, I think that's what he's looking for. He's looking for people to kind of be aiming in his direction right we're 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 trying we're wanting yeah. you know willing ourselves yeah. to uh, trusting him but not gonna be perfect but you get close and he he guides it well and i think 
it's it, the object of your affection or the uh. object of the, your output. Like what, what is the output? Is it mm. for me or is it for God? You know, I, I think that there's a tension inherently in this psalm mm -hmm. that I, I really wanted people to see the idea that you do have a responsibility to have faith and to put that forward, yeah. but also to trust that God will do it. But you, you do have a responsibility to work in partnership with God. So we have a responsibility and God has a responsibility and that's yes. part of the community yes. that God invites us into. Yes. And, you know, in Hebrews 11, I referenced that passage, but you know, there, yeah, there's yeah. a, there's a scripture, I think in verse, uh, yeah, it's 16. Uh, but as it is, they desire a better country. That is yeah, a heavenly right. one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God for he mm. has prepared for them a city. And, you mm. know, it, What's cool is like it, if you read the chapter, it's all mm. these people that did stuff for God and they didn't get to see the fruit yes, of the right. thing that they were doing. But now we have this legacy. Totally. And it, it freaks mm. me out to think about this, but I'm I feel like these characters that we read that seem larger than life, they were just people like you and me doing their best to partner with God and they didn't always get it right. Yes. Like when Moses, you know, killed that person and buried him in the sand. Mm -hmm. But look what God did with him because he you know, was willing. He's like, I'm here, use me. And yeah. Then, you know, and then there are times where he gets ticked off and he hits the rock to get the, you know, yep. to get the water out yep. of the rock. And that wasn't necessarily God's plan, but God has this pattern of meeting us as we try to partnership. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I just, I don't know. I'm so compelled by that. I'm more compelled That's by really... that than I've ever been. And so when I read stuff like this and I think about vocation hmm. being just me reorienting my life around whatever mm -hmm. God's plan is, it sounds really fun. And I want others to get that too. Yeah. I love that. I, that, I love that. I think that's a, that's a great perspective and a great, a great way for us to kind of uh, wrap this up here. Cause I think that, that uh, <laughs> what we're getting at is that, um, that our heroes, um, they didn't necessarily see themselves as heroes, mm. you know, um, right. Those those people were they were they were figuring this out, um, and they were doing their best to trust God. You know, yeah. the ones that were doing it right are doing their best to trust God, and then that's why we read so many of our heroes. You know, every now and again they made they made a mistake, they they chose the wrong path, um, but oftentimes, and God was always willing to take them back and say, "All right, now trust me again." Yeah, and and again, the tension of you may not see on this side of heaven. Yeah the 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 fruit that you thought you would but as long as you're aligned yeah. with god's will sometimes it's not that you go out and you have the perfect heart and you sell three million records or you fill stadiums or you make a million dollars totally but, but i think when we eventually meet jesus face to face mm. you know we see the the impact of it and uh, i just i think that it's that hebrews 11 means something to me because they were all working for they a were. much bigger goal a much more eternal goal and yeah i know and i huh. make it more about my goal and my security and my comfort I, i'm getting the reward that's due me yeah. at the time but i i love this mm. idea that they were they were laboring without promise that they would even see it in their lifetime totally but it was for their children and for their children's children yeah. and generation after yeah. generation yeah so when we labor in partnership with the lord that's that's what i think this is taking giving mm -hmm. us to take away is that when we partner when we, we focus on ourselves and do it for us, we mm. get the just reward in our life. Mm -hmm. We might get accolades, we might get money, we might get the nice car, whatever. But when we do it in partnership with God, even though it's really hard to reorient that, we may never see it. The impact though is 
astronomical compared mm. to what that and I, I can't wait to see what that is for for us in eternity i love that i love that because it it strikes me that even even your grandfather mm. who didn't get to live that out the fact that you are even saying that now mm. is his legacy yeah that, you know it's interesting that's he, the rule. he passed away and it had a huge impact obviously huh. we loved him and missed him but how it caused people in our family to turn to the lord and to to walk with jesus and several yeah. several to to preach uh, and to be in ministry and all these sorts of things and you're you're right that's the, the 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 heritage that's is, his heritage yeah his heritage yeah. yeah how cool is that that's cool he he would have never thought mm. and yet here we are man so much great stuff larry this is a lot of fun yeah, I loved it. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. And everybody, thank you. I, I think there were some messages. I was um, so enthralled. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so I want to say thank you to everybody for joining in. Yeah, um, Larry, thank you for putting in the time in this in a very uh, busy season. Um, and uh, everybody, we look forward to doing this again. We look forward to seeing you uh, this weekend. I'll be there. Um, and uh it's going to be a good time you next know, week. You know what I say? Don't screw it up, Josh. It all depends on you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much <laughs> for humbling me, making me realize that it depends on someone else. That's, yeah. I, I love that, man. All right. Yeah, but well, seriously, don't screw I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. All right, everybody. Thanks, everybody. God bless. Take care.